The Roots team is proud to bring you Strengthen Your Roots, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into connecting with teammates on topics like leadership, as well as personal and professional skill building. Welcome back to Strengthen Your Roots. Surprise, it's us, Crew. Roots gave us the mic this month, and we are excited to share more about Crew and topics that are important to us. I'm Ashley Chantel, and I'm your host. I am the leader of an application development team, but I'm also a new member of Crew. Today, I have three guests from Crew, and we're doing a segment called Crew's Favorite Things. It's kind of a play on the favorite things party, if you've ever heard of one of those. One of our members had attended one recently, where you, and the party is where you bring your favorite item for every guest, and everyone leaves with a variety of fun new favorites to try. We'll start with a quick round of introductions. Today, we have three panelists with us. Can each of you take a quick moment to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Yue Titus. I am on the credit team of the corporate lending team. Um, Specifically, I work on the poultry industry and um, I've been lucky enough to be part of Crew since its inception and I'm super excited to lead um, this group this year. And I'm Haley Byers. I am a credit analyst on our retail credit underwriting team and I serve most of Eastern Eastern Iowa and I'm a new member to Crew as well. And I'm Steph London. I am an insurance services officer out of Watertown, South Dakota. Um, I am a wife and a mom to three kids, four under, or three under four. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot to mention that. So I also have three myself. I have a almost 10-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a three-year-old. So we are busy, but uh, all all different stages of of life there with us. Haley, UA, do you guys want to tell us a little about your families? Uh, yeah, my husband, Jacob Byers, works here at Farm Credit, and my sister, Bren Kenobi, also works here at Farm Credit, and Jacob and I have three boys, um, three, four, and seven, and they keep us on our toes. And I'm married to my husband, John, um, and we have two boys, um, 13, almost 14, and um, 10, so the teenage years are definitely keeping us on our toes. Yes, we'll be looking to UA for guidance as we uh, venture into that territory. So she's our resident expert. Before we dive into our favorite things, let's take a minute to highlight what Crew is exactly. Crew was created to support and uplift families and caregivers. Our mission is to provide a safe space for teammates to share experiences and information on issues related to family or caregiver responsibilities. We serve as a channel for employee feedback and champion innovative ideas that support the evolving needs of working families. We have some exciting events coming up this year with a focus on mental health and its impact on families. As we were brainstorming for this podcast, we thought it would be fun to highlight some of our most practical tips and tricks for how we maintain or try to maintain a work-life balance. None of us have this mastered yet, but we always enjoy learning how others manage their chaos. So you three are joining us to share your favorite things, but if I understand you all surveyed the crew and we'll be incorporating some of their answers into our questions today, right? Yes, we did. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump in. And I promise I said I would start with an easy one. So we'll start right now with uh, the our favorite topic of meal planning. So uh, this is always a hot topic because we do all have to eat. So just curious if you could share what your favorite meal planning tip is. I'll take the uh, first one for the team. Um, so for myself, I like the method of shopping my kitchen first and basically seeing what I have and creating a meal from that creating a meal and or a grocery list from that. Um, I don't like wasting food and this really helps to minimize food waste and honestly probably save on groceries since you're not, since you're using what you already have and you're planning a meal around that and maybe using kind of that 
sad looking lettuce in your fridge that is about to go bad, kind of getting rid of some of that stuff. Um, I also like to prep things in bulk and, you know, do a lot of cooking all at once. For me, usually it's on like a Saturday or Sunday on the weekend. And then we've got leftovers ready and it's just a matter of heating things up during the week. Those are some great tips, Steph. Um, yeah, kind of similar. I like to keep it easy. Um, we buy a lot of the pre-made bag salads and then get a rotisserie chicken, add those in. That's an easy lunch for Jacob and I to take here to work. Um, another member of crew, they do some bulk browning of brown beef, add some onions to that and throw that in the freezer. And it's easy to grab that out after work, make tacos or make spaghetti. Um, and I also, I try to limit my meals to five ingredients or less. There's a really great Trader Joe's five ingredients or less recipes on Instagram that I follow too. So the easier, the better for me. You know, Haley, I used to work on Pillsbury and they had a whole section dedicated to five ingredient or less meals. So maybe you should go check that out. I need to. <laughs> Okay, so our next question is around, what is your favorite productivity hack or tool? Yeah, so I'll share mine. Um, so I'm a big fan of the Pomodoro method, which um, if you have not heard of it, uh, it is uh, essentially kind of a focused work method that you take where you try to do focus work, um, usually on one thing at a time for 25 minutes, and then you take a five minute break and then you start the cycle again with a 20 minute, a 25 minute um, focus work on another uh, topic. So that really helps me break down the work. Um, and it also helps me to incorporate a break to let my brain rest and then to be able to get back um, into that deeper focus state. So I love uh, using the Focus Keeper app, which um, tracks the time increments for you. And I also really like using uh, this app called Bear Focus Timer. It's kind of a funny name, but um, it forces you to uh, turn your phone down when the timer goes on for your 25 minute increment so that um, you don't touch your phone because as soon as you flip your phone over, the timer stops. So uh, just kind of a fun thing to do if you're really having a hard time getting focused. Wow, I love those suggestions. Those are really good. Um, the other one that I've heard of or that I've never taken, but this was actually a couple of responses from our crew team. Um, they referenced the Effective Edge course here um, that's offered. And I've heard it's a really good class and it's got some really good practical kind of organization and productivity tips. Um, so I, I think for me, that's probably something that's on my list of classes to take. Yeah, go out and sign up for that in Teammate Central. I took it one time and it, they had a great method of like creating to-do lists, which I know are were some of our crew members' um, top ways to stay productive and an outlook, you can make your own to-do list and cross it out for stuff that you want to accomplish right away or then other goals that are a little bit longer. So that's a great course to take. Yeah, there's just, there's something very rewarding about crossing things off a list. That is, you know, it's it's an old-fashioned method, but I really still love it. So I will, I get uh, extreme joy in writing out my list for the week and drawing lines through it as I make through, so. My husband doesn't like the to-do list though, Ashley. <laughs> we'll still work we'll still work on it <laughs> all right so next one would be what is your favorite piece of parenting advice and I'll I'll start actually with mine because it was something that I heard um, when my first my daughter I said was almost 10 when she was really little um, and it stuck with me ever since and it was about um, when you're praising your children 
focusing on the effort and not their intelligence. So, in, you know, instead of saying things like, wow, you're so smart, uh, you, you, you know, you kind of incorporate words like, wow, good job. You really worked hard to find a solution. Or I can see that you, you put a lot of effort into solving that. And just, uh, you know, really um, working that into your everyday mentality has really been a game changer in our family. Yeah, absolutely, Ashley. Um, I think the favorite piece of parenting advice that I've received is just to make sure that you're being vulnerable around your kids. And what I mean by that is, you know, kids make mistakes, as we all know, but parents do too. So um, taking the time to recognize when maybe you've made a mistake as a parent, um, instead of just, you know, as much as we all love to pretending like we're always we're always right all the time. But uh, I think that that really um, just shows your vulnerability around your kids and encourages them to be vulnerable too. I would say mine was when I was pregnant with my first and I was asking a coworker, I was like, what kind of parenting book should I buy? Or what's a good one? She's like, you don't need a book. She's like, feed them, love them, care for them. And like everything else will fall into place. And I really took that to heart. And I think that's made me a better mom. Um, I do know that a couple of people in crew said one of theirs was pick your battles. I always love when you go to the grocery store and you see a kid in a costume or a funny outfit and it wasn't worth it, the fight that morning for that mom. And so amen to her. <laughs> that is really true. I think, I think mine is kind of along the lines of pick your battles of is just embrace the mess and the chaos. Kids are messy. They have fun doing things that are messy. And, you know, while we may want to try to be kind of picking up right after them, I think a lot of times you'll have more fun and they'll have more fun if you just get messy with them and you'll make really good memories, kind of just enjoying that that time and, and know that one day your house will be clean and you'll probably miss the mess. So that's kind of my advice of just embracing life as, you know, kind of whatever stage you're in. I'm, I'm kind of a work in progress in that area. I still, I, I need to get a sign or something that reminds me, but yes, it is really good advice and, and it does go very, very quickly. So yes. Another um, one that we heard from um, our team is to that I thought was just really wise is don't compare any of your children to each other, uh, which is very easy to do, especially when you have the same, um, same gender children like I do. So uh, it's definitely a good reminder. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, have you ever had any terrible advice? So what's the worst advice you've ever received? I think one that always kind of gets me that more or less makes, makes me laugh more than anything is just the the advice of sleep when the baby sleeps, because we all know that babies sleep at probably, you know, all day, but then they're up all night and they're sleeping in the car and they're sleeping while you're out shopping. So just, if you kind of would think of like practically sleeping when they sleep, it's just not even possible. So that one kind of makes me laugh. Yeah. There's some, the I've seen some funny like gifts on Facebook about that. Just like, oh, well, I would be sleeping as I drive down the interstate. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> My other one is I, I've heard a lot is, oh, you're going to miss this age when they're older. And the other day I was reading something and it was, it really resonated with me because she's, she was talking about a particular challenge that she was going through and, and someone had given her this advice, which was, oh, well, just, you're going to miss this age when they're older. And she was like, right, but what, what do I do right now? Like, you know, I was recently in the throes of, of potty training and I'm sure I will miss how cute my three-year-old is, you know, when, when he's older, but what do I do right now to get him to potty train so that we can go to daycare? Like, you know, those are, those are the things. So that's always a, a funny piece of advice. All right. So what is your favorite budgeting tip? Um, Ashley budget. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Just kidding. Uh, I did make the mistake. I signed up for the retirement seminar that Farm Credit hosted, and I told my husband to sign up too. And immediately after, he sends me emails about new budget and the budget this. And I was like, I didn't tell you to come for the budget, but it was <laughs> always good to budget. Um, I guess some of the stuff that we do at our house is um, meal planning that helps us save some money. Um, personally staying out of Target or stop shopping on Amazon as much, um, but just joking, uh, shopping around, we every year we try to look for new auto and homeowners insurance rates just to see if we can get a better deal. That can be a huge savings for you. I Every now and again, towards the beginning of the year, I start selling a bunch of stuff on Marketplace that we don't use anymore. It's a good way to get some fast cash. And then we also... Um, I do this on some of my bills, but not all. There's the level pay option, especially for utilities and water. Um, so you aren't surprised come December when you're using your heater more or the summer when you're using your air conditioner more. Those are just a few little things that we do. Yeah, that was like an ongoing riff with my old Q-mate and I. We always had differing opinions and she was very, she was a big fan of level pay and she was like, you should just try it. So maybe, maybe after Haley's plug, I'll, I'll give it a whirl for 2023. Who knows? Uh, some of the stuff that I have around budgeting, more so on the budget tracking. Um, I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey and some of my coworkers actually call me Dave Jr. But uh, he, as we're hopefully a lot of us are aware, like Farm Credit offers Dave Ramsey's tools and you can go through his every dollar, uses every dollar app to track your own budget. And so I use that. I know a lot of people that use it. It can sync directly from your bank account to port your transactions in there. And then you can just, you just drag it into the category. So that's a really easy and kind of simple thing to do. It's very user-friendly. And then it pairs right up with his teachings and stuff that we promote here. Um, another thing that some other members have said that they've used are Mint and Digit, which both are similar type apps and programs to kind of help you track expenses and, you know, all give you a good picture of where your money is going. Yeah. You ain't, weren't you the one who said digit? Tell me, I want to, I remember you describing this and I, I want you to share it with our users because I think this is really interesting. Yeah. It's a pretty um, interesting, it's a pretty neat app, I think. Uh, so basically it, uh, you link it to your bank account and it's an app that kind of sneakily uh, saves away money for you without you noticing. So it kind of monitors your account activity for a little bit, kind of knows when you have money, uh, the majority of your money coming in in the month and when you have big expenses. So then it kind of finds the most opportune time to sneak money out of your account. Uh, to put it in into a savings account and you can create all kinds of different buckets for different things that you want to save for. And it's just one of those things where um, you barely notice money going out, but after a little while you have, you know, quite a bit of money saved for whatever you want to use it for. So um, kind of a fun thing to use and definitely helpful if you need help in the savings department. You just gotta make sure you share it with your spouse, right? Like right. husband say, what is this coming out of our account? Yeah, my husband freaked out a little bit when he saw the the money leaving because I definitely did not tell him that I was doing that. So <laughs> but hey, you know, vacations can be paid for that way, I've heard. So that's fantastic. Yes. Okay. So our next question is what is your favorite way to come up with creative ideas for things to do with your kids? Well, I think I right away, I think of social media the most probably. I mean, you got Pinterest and Facebook, Instagram, kind of all the, the popular deals, um, which honestly is where I get most of my ideas. 
Um, there's some accounts on Instagram that I like to follow. Um, ABC Learning is a really good one. And then Recycle and Play is also another really good account that I um, get ideas from. Um, I also just get ideas from other moms who either share things on social media or, um, you know, that I'm talking to type thing. Um, I think once you find a few things that you like, kids like doing the same things over and over again, at least mine do at this age. So it, it feels like I don't need to have a lot of different things, just a few good things that they like to do. And that can really entertain them for a long time. Yeah. Being, we have a kind of in the toddler stage. Um, I found some great Instagram pages. We do busy toddler and days with grays, just fun little activities with a lot of times it's just with the supplies you have on on hand at home, which is super nice. Um, I know Anne on crew, she's got some older kids and she said that they've been um, looking at some TikToks and the other night they made sushi together, which that sounds like a really fun thing to do. Um, I know on, if you check out our crew page on Yammer, we've made some great stuff for um, summer camps, um, ideas or places to go in the summer or also um, great tips and tricks if you are hiring a summer nanny. So check that out if you get a chance. Yeah, last year was our first year with a nanny and that Yammer post was so helpful because I think I walked away with templates for how to, you know, ideas for activities. I had a, a template for a contract. I basically had the whole whole binder for nanny uh, in, in one fell swoop. So that was pretty awesome. Especially when you can find free things to do with your kids. Those are the best. Absolutely. So my kids love to make fun of me for how I actually really enjoy organization activities. Uh, I might have gone uh, off the deep end in 2020 and I organized my pantry and my closets and their closets and it, it, they like to describe it to others. But I'm curious, what is your favorite organizational tool or hack? Oh, we've kind of, um, I had some hooks hung up back in our, by our entryway to the garage and each kid has their own hook now. So they have a spot for their backpack and their coat. And then we have a shoe rack because um, it seems like every morning when we're trying to leave, I mean, they could be standing on their shoes and they still can't find their <laughs> shoes to leave. So that just kind of helps us a little bit. And also kind of trying to pick out their outfits the night before letting them choose the outfit. And then they know that morning when they wake up, they put that outfit on instead of having the fight of, I don't want to wear that or I want to wear this. Yeah, Haley, I think it's so helpful when kids kind of have a routine and they know what to expect. As much as we want to be spontaneous, sometimes it's good when it's getting ready in the morning to um, to kind of get everything laid out. Um, another thing that, uh, that I like to do to kind of stay organized is actually like not even organization, but it's to try to get rid of one, to fill one box um, every week, every month, however often I think to do it. Um, and donate it. Because uh, I, you know, I think that the less stuff you have, the easier it is to organize it. And one of the problems that I run into is, you know, running out of space to organize something. So definitely kind of purging uh, frequently helps with that. Um, and some of our other members um, are really big fans of just an old school calendar to keep everyone on the same page, kind of hung in a place at home that everyone can see. Um, and then doing one load of laundry a day. That's, uh, that's one that I've heard over and over again and, and one that I'm trying to uh, adapt myself. So I think that would be really helpful so that we're not trying to climb out of mountains of laundry. 
You yeah, know, I we try were... so hard to do that, and I just I know. Get it Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we were preparing, the other—I mean, even we learned something just the four of us when we were preparing for this podcast. Because I was mentioning on this topic of doing one load of laundry a day. My favorite feature of—you know—this is how you know you're like a middle-aged adult when your favorite thing is that my washer has a delay end, and I can start the load of laundry the night before and have it be done by the time I wake up. And it's like I just rolled out of bed and I've already done a load of laundry in the washer machine. So it's very it's very rewarding and I feel like I you know give myself a sticker for that so love it yeah my my other one that I I believe in a lot for kids and adults is whenever you can using the rainbow system so it's kind of a natural way of organizing things by color um and kids who even kids who don't know how to read they can you know recognize that red things go in the red section um and so I do that in my closet so if I'm ever looking for a particular shirt I know exactly where to find it um just little little hacks like that it really does kind of help reduce your brain having to think about it and I enjoy that a lot the moment that we've been waiting for today's podcast ponder question yay drum roll (laughs) what is one technology gadget or tool that has changed your life for the better I think for me now this probably won't be a mind-blowing thing for a lot of people but I have a smartwatch and I never thought I would like something like that I've worn it for a lot of years now but I like seeing my activity level and I I like when it tells me when I haven't stood for an hour because we've all gotten that notification. Um, The breathing reminders, I haven't really gotten on board with those yet, but I still, I really like seeing my activity and the movement, kind of what I've done for the day. And then even just, um, if I, I don't have to have my phone right on me, I can see a text come through or if someone's calling me from my watch, which is just kind of handy sometimes versus having to carry around my phone at my side all the time. Smartwatch is definitely a great invention. I agree, Steph. Uh, mine would be, and this is kind of along the lines of, you know, maybe not a groundbreaking piece of technology, but mine would be the the various audiobook apps that we have available for us. And, and I will say that um, I was turned on to audiobooks years and years ago, and it just really helps with multitasking and doing some of the kind of mundane stuff that, uh, you know, I, I could just do while being totally engrossed in a book or podcast. So um, my favorite uh, audiobook apps are Libby because you can just use it with books that you borrow from the library. So it's totally cheap. And then Scribd. Uh, which is kind of a Netflix for audiobooks, if you can imagine that. So you pay a, a fixed monthly fee and then you can get, you know, as many audiobooks that's available on there as you want. So definitely helps me uh, get some things done when I need to. Haley? Your, yours sounds a lot more productive than mine. I would like the <laughs> target order pickup. Saves me money. I don't have to drag all the kids into the store. Um, we also have a Roomba his name's Roby. He does a great job cleaning. I, I like that he cleans underneath the beds, places that I don't get all, get to all the time. And then um, myself and another member of crew, we use the password vault. It's amazing. It stores all your passwords. And I think Rex Earl would appreciate that we're using that app too. LastPass is great. Yes. If you haven't heard of LastPass, that is definitely something we should plug. And Rex did not pay us to say that. We promise. <laughs> Uh, So mine, I'll just go quickly. Mine has got to be my Peloton. So I never thought I would be the person who likes to work out at home. But as I've, as my kids have gotten older and schedules have gotten crazier, 
uh, I can't get to the gym on a class schedule as much as I used to. And being able to do it in my basement at nine o'clock at night or at you know noon over lunch when I work from home, it has been a huge game changer. And my family, they joke because I've used up my time. I'm only allowed to talk about Peloton for two minutes every day. And I've used it up today. So I'll have to go on to the next question. But next question would be, what is your favorite book or course for self-development? I can take that one first. Uh, so it, it's hard to pick, but I think if I had to, my favorite book for kind of growth or professional development would be a book called Never Split the Difference by Christopher Voss. Um, the author actually used to be uh, a former FBI hostage negotiator. So the book is all about negotiations, which I think is so helpful in both work and personal life. And probably the best piece um, that I took away from that book, although there are lots of great nuggets is uh, that, you know, sometimes the best answer you can get is a no, because it helps clarify the real issue and what's important and kind of starts negotiations. Uh, some of the other ones that our crew members loved, uh, there were several votes for Atomic Habits by James Clear, uh, which to no surprise, because that is a fabulous book. It's a quick read and talks all about habits. Um, our very own Wes Chambers actually did a great workshop on habit building that's based off of that book at the OERG conference that I think a lot of people enjoyed. Uh, and then others have suggested Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Uh, Brene can, can do no wrong in a lot of our eyes, and she has lots of great uh, development books out there. And then The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris and Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth, another uh, pretty well-known author in that space. I'm actually getting to see Angela Duckworth in an upcoming conference. I'm so excited because oh, I read Grit awesome. a few years ago and I saw her on the agenda and I was like, yes, absolutely add to session. So she's yes. worth getting up at 8 a.m. for. So. Okay, what is your favorite cleaning product or hack? I will take Mr. Clean Magic Eraser for 500, Ashley. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you haven't been living under a rock, you're probably aware, but if not, they're truly the best cleaning thing out there, in my opinion. Um, they, I think they definitely have some sort of magic in them because they clean everything. They're super easy to use. I, I just think they're great. So that's kind of my, my favorite cleaning product is the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. I'm always amazed at just what water and vinegar can do. It, I use that for the windows. I use it for the floor. Um, I also love, it's, you can find it on Amazon. It's called Folex. It's for carpet stains. It picks up the stain right away. It's amazing. Um, and another thing, I've, another thing I've learned from some friends and some Instagram accounts is to do the 20 things game with kids, to have them pick up 20 items. And uh, we always put on a, clean up, tidy up song. So that kind of helps get them involved too, or just setting a timer. They like to see how many things they can pick up in so much time. Yeah. My kids know, like when I suggest the 20 things game, they know not to challenge it because they know that the number can just go up. So sometimes they'll be like, do we really have to? And I'm like, well, it can be 30 things or a hundred things. So no, the 20 things game is a really popular one in our house too. Another one is, it's probably the best hack is just hire a cleaning service because then you don't have to do it at all. But yes. I well, recently and, did that. It's amazing. When I was a when I was transitioning to being a working mom, um, you know, when my newest or my first was was a newborn, that was a really hard adjustment for me. I had kind of felt it was like a source of pride that I I could do it all, and I had to get over that. And 
it's a game changer and our uh, I, our cleaning service is worth every penny. So, well, to wrap up our questions today, we are gonna ask about what crew impact you are most looking forward to this year. So I'll start on this one. Um, I think the impact that, that I'm looking forward to this year, um, or I guess the thing that I'm looking forward to most with crew this year is just to bring more events for our association that are mental health focused. Um, I think that that is such an important topic that um, sometimes has stigma around it and crew um, has some pretty awesome events planned for this year to really help destigmatize um, the topic of mental health and to help our teammates um, improve their mental health and also uh, be a support system for others. So that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most this year. And I just think that from an impact perspective, um, I just continue to hope that crew uh, will be, you know, uh, will bring a sense of belonging for um, all of our teammates and really help kind of create some harmony between um, work and home so that we don't have to sacrifice in one uh, area for another. Absolutely. And I would say just um, crew is a newer organization, a new employee resource group. So I'm just excited about getting crew out there more and having more people aware of what we are and what we have to offer and what benefits Farm Credit actually does have to offer that maybe some of you might not know about. Yeah, I'd say mine is really similar. I'm a new member to crew this year as well. Um, I'm excited to kind of get to see some of the behind the scenes workings of how crew works, but also just understanding how our ERG groups work. Um, I know that we've got a lot of really great content planned for this year, so it's exciting. Yeah, as a new member, it was so exciting to see our, you know, when we first got together, the ideas were just overflowing. People had so many things. Um, we, we, you know, had to narrow it down, but I'm really excited. My personal favorite is the Getting Real videos. I loved that those were introduced last year, and I know we've got one coming up soon that's about to be published, and it's just so exciting to learn about other people's family journeys and how they're similar and different from my own and how that, you know, getting to know each other's stories can help us help us be better teammates. Well, thank you for joining us today on Strengthen Your Roots. We hope you enjoyed hearing from crew and hopefully you gained at least one insight that will help you in your efforts to manage work and life. I know I certainly loved hearing about everyone's favorite technology or gadget. So don't forget to go answer that in the podcast ponder question on Yammer. If this was your first introduction to crew, we hope you learned a little bit about our mission. Uh, make sure to check out our website. You can access it on Access America. We've got some exciting events coming up in the next few months that we think you should check out. There's two workshops on mental health on May 3rd and May 31st. And I, like I said, a, a getting real video that's about to come too. Come back next month to hear from Jackie Martini as Roots continues their Ask ELT series. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, email dollar sign Roots. On behalf of Crew, we want to thank the Roots team for letting us take over their podcast. Hopefully you gained some insights that you can use with your own crew. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on Strengthen Your Roots. We hope you'll join us again on our next episode.